I feel like if it was 1998 mm-hmm. to 2002, yeah. I could have a show called Authentically Liz. And it was like, authentically, comma, Liz. Liz, I want to I be clear with you right now. Do you know what I mean? He's uh, like, yeah. What would, what would, no, actually, what would the content of authentically Liz be? I don't know. I think it's like maybe a little Nickelodeon, right? Okay. Suddenly yeah, but it's like for like it's like authentically Liz, and it's like maybe Liz. it's like oh she's kind of like goofy and weird, but she's authentically Liz. That's true. And it's like oh through trials and tribulations, maybe she sometimes gets it wrong, but in the end she'll always make it right. But also it's like Mary Tyler Moore opening. Yeah. But then it's like, you know, she like throws the habit of me doing it with like a soda and then it splashes on my face or something. Yes. No, I can picture this actually perfectly. Like you walking out of like a, like a liquor store on, on mission and like Mm -hmm. slipping a little bit on like a a candy wrapper and like the soda goes everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. You walking a dog when it gets tangled up in a guy, another guy's dog leash. Yeah. But then I just fall over. Yeah. Like you, you, the dog runs away. You turn around in a in a swivel chair at work, but you're on the phone. Yeah, totally. And then I get like caught and tangled. Yeah, yeah. And there's yeah. like everyone's kind of confused, and I can't get out of it. And it's like taking way longer than it should. Yes, you're like your card getting declined at a restaurant, and then like another one where you're like being arrested for tax fraud. Authentically, Liz. Yeah, and then this other one where you're the first person executed for tax fraud. Hello, everyone. Hello. My name is Liz. My name is Morpheus, and I offer you a choice. Will you take this pill where authentically Liz exists? <laughs> you're back in 1998. You're 14 years old, and you just smoked salvia? Or will you take this pill where it's 2022, and I'm introducing you to our producer, Young Chomsky, <laughs> in the podcast Truanon. Looks like you made your choice. <laughs> I wonder if our listeners could, would they take the Liz pill or the brace pill? Okay. Let's, let's unpack that a little bit, shall we? <laughs> should we take the pill of the woman who would go, ew, I don't want a pill, when offered a pill? Or should we take the pill of the guy whose nickname is literally Mr. Fentanyl? A guy who has- Well, wait, no, I don't think anyone should take that one then. Not even cancer patients should take it, huh? Is that what you're saying? You don't even think palliative care- Liz, you think palliative care should be banned? Oh, you're so annoying. The en- at end of life, you should you should walk them out and shoot them on the street like a dog? Like you should do for the dogs? <laughs> I'm sorry, for what? You think you should just take old people out on the street and shoot them like, like you're supposed to do with dogs? Oh, my God. That's what you think? No. You think you should have sex with them? <laughs> like you should do with dogs? Okay, finish it up. Uh, I can't. Because <laughs> the next thing is more graphic. Let's talk about what we have. To completion with the dog? Today for our listeners. Uh-huh. We're talking about cities. 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 What are they? Who makes them? Where are they? <laughs> and why? The thing I love most about cities, Liz, has to be the buildings. What do you Me? like? I love food halls. Oh, my God. Check this out. One of my main attractions to cities, 
to people. I'm crazy about like if you could just get okay. Imagine. Okay, I am. Like, I don't know, maybe like a not even a whole block, city block, but like a quarter of a city block, a micro block, My, <laughs> a micro block, mm-hmm. and then just like one entrance. Of like like an oversized, a little slightly oversized door. Oh my god! <laughs> and then let's say um, three thousand people, oh, yes. all looking for new kimchi oh that they god. heard about on Instagram. Check they were like, out. "Oh my god, Allison Roman had a pop up at the kimchi spot. We gotta go now." That to me, heaven. First of all. Let me interrupt you after the fact. Uh-huh. Uh, I've had a couple of pop-ups to Alice and Roman myself, okay. if you know what I mean. That doesn't even... Alice and Roman pop-ups, I guess you might Maybe. say. Second Thanks. of all, <laughs> check this out. Check this out. To me, a city means this. Escape room. <laughs> to me, a city means... To me, a city means I meet, I meet some, uh, some freaky-deaky chickadee on, in the food hall. We're both eating another end of a lobster, a full. Is that what's called food hall? Food hall, yeah. Mm. You know what? You know, so wait. Here's the question. We're just fully interrupting, okay? Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. double interrupt. No, because I just had a great idea. What is it? When you said escape room, we need now to imagine this: yeah. a city that is an escape room. Escape from New York. No, but just like the whole city that we all live in is one fucking escape room. Fuck, dude. Think you, about it. Yeah, you're a social theorist. This is what I'm thinking. New I, development concept. Here's the thing, fellas. Live, work, escape. We're red-pilled out here now, fully since last episode. Sure. You need to make your apartment an escape room. Yeah. So when you are like, oh, my tummy hurts on the date. Like, can you give me some type of abysmal at my apartment? Yeah. You get there. She's like, how do I get out of here? <laughs> And then, 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 then she's like, I can't escape. And you're and you, like, riddle me this. Riddle, yeah. You got to find the clues. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. We would love to find the clues in your apartment on how to leave. Uh, and your stomach hurts, so you're not helping. Yeah. Or hindering. You're just, your tummy hurts. And so yeah. you're like, oh, I don't know if I can get up. Yeah. Um, anyways. <laughs> I realized after we recorded this episode, because we're doing the intro, we are recording this after. Why do you tell them? Well, I don't know. But it's, it's. Everything we're describing that we hate about cities, we're just talking about Austin, Texas. <laughs> you know what, though? Yeah. This sh- Austin, okay, first of all, we need to stop Austin from being weird. Because it got too weird. It's too weird. It's too weird. And it's weirdness went everywhere. Yeah. And all these big companies were like, oh, my God, do you know what Susan down in uh, accounting loves? What? Fucking Austin. Austin. What if we made our store that we're opening in Boom, 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 boom. Cities across America, just like Austin. What you know? What you know? What a guy from Austin loves barbecue. He Barbecue's loves a, good though. I know, but he's like he like loves barbecue. No, you know what Austin loves? They're like we love live music everywhere at all I times. Love, I mean, granted, I've only been to Austin for two reasons, both of which involve mu- music festivals. I was Have playing you been to the airport. They've got fucking no, bands playing the, the airport. My fucking Annihilation Town once ran into ZZ Top at the airport there, actually, which at is Austin? pretty cool. At, yeah, at Austin. You know, it's, it's actually a nice airport because it's like one long line. Yeah, I've never been. But you know what? You know how ZZ Top, the two of the guys have the famous beards? Sure. The guy without the beard? Famously. His name is Beard. His last name is Beard. No way. Yeah. But he doesn't really? Have one. Yeah. Clean Did shaded. they do that on purpose? I mean, I think that he was just na- named that. But maybe they're like, don't grow one. Yeah. It's because that will, but that's a little Easter I like egg. that. It's a little negative, positive, a little but relationship. I'm telling you, 
This they love live music. They love barbecue, a breakfast taco. It's like, brother, give me a break. What you should be eating in the morning is this cereal with water. <laughs> For lunch, what you have is just this. You have a little a crepe with nothing in it. You just have the pancake, kind of the crepe. And then for dinner, you know what you have? You know, I really was thinking, though, I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, man, Austin was one of the first cities that really branded itself. Yeah, my God. We should have got into Austin with. with Yeah, but we didn't. But you know what we did get into? Everything else. Hey, listeners, do you live in a mid to large sized metropolitan area? Perhaps somewhere like Atlanta, Georgia, or Albany, New York? We're here to present to you a 50 minute slideshow verbal presentation about why your city needs to immediately build an arts district with a large food hall that showcases many of the culinary and gastronomic delights from your city. Would you like lobster grilled cheese? Perhaps a lobster roll sandwich, maybe even lobster sushi. Well, in the next close to an hour long period, we will be joined by Professor <laughs> David A. Banks of the Department of Geography and Plants. What are those plans, you might ask? Well, I let me tell you before he does. We are building a fucking arts district in your town. <laughs> then we're going to put up those things on the fucking poles that say, like, welcome. Like, you know what I'm talking about? The little flags where they yeah, have like, yeah. an ad. I'm like, welcome. Welcome to Sacramento. No, we- it's got a cute little nickname, too. Yeah, yeah. The, it, Sacktown. It, yeah, exactly. Like, well, that's not that cute of a nickname. Well, but Sacktown? They think it is. That's what they call my lips. Um, <laughs> anyway. Hi, good to be here. <laughs> Pleasure to meet Let me finish. The, let me f- listen. Pr- Professor, let me finish the introduction. Let me finish the introduction, please. Thank you. Author of The City Authentic, How the Attention Economy Builds Urban America. David, welcome to The City Show. <laughs> oh, it's, 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 a, it's a wonderful to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming. So, David. Grace. Your book introduces us to three concepts. Will you list those out for us? <laughs> Uh, yeah, sure. Um, uh, one is that cities are bad. Yeah, that's one of them. No, um, no. The, uh, well, uh, the city authentic in general, right? Yes. The, the title of the book is in reference to um, uh, what I, what I say is like basically the third movement of cities. This the second one will go backwards, being uh, the city beautiful, mm-hmm. which you might have heard about uh, if you ever took like a a class in college that had the word urban in the title. Didn't, but <laughs> right? I, get, I know what beauty is. Uh, right. And then, uh, and then in the middle is uh, in between the city beautiful and the city authentic is, is the, uh, the city efficient, mm. right. Which is usually a reference to a, a reference that is less often used, but is usually to refer to like um, making cities well, more efficient, right? So you install highways, you professionalize every part of how a city runs. You might uh, hire a city manager instead of an elected official or something like that. Uh-huh. And, and in general, the city authentic is meant to describe this third wave of cities where everything is centered on, yeah, like finding a cool nickname for your city, uh, being just corked up enough that yes. people will 
show up to try your lobster bisque that you can only try in that one place, stuff like that. Bisque. Yeah, and, and, and but what's what's sort of more disturbing, I think, is like it, different from the first two movements is that this one is very psychological. That uh, mm. the part the part that makes the city like interesting, that authentic feeling. Uh, comes from a lot of like searching that people have to like, why am I going to live where I live? Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, because you can live in a big city for, uh, you, usually the reason you're going to live there is for a job. Yeah. Right. But then it's like, okay, but it's really expensive. It's hot. Like th this guy's staring at me. Like, why do I, why am I putting up with this? Yeah. Right. And, you, and no space. It stinks. The usual. Rats. Yes. Rats. Rats. Yeah. Crawling on my ankle. That happened the other day. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you know, you, you, it did. And it's like, why, why is this rat crawling on my ankle? Why, why bother with this, right? And it has to be something deeper. Right? Yeah, there has to be a deeper meaning for all this. And um, and so while you're saying yourself that to yourself in the shower, right? You think of like, well, you know, like uh, I don't know, uh, you know, famous people lived here, or like this cool thing happened here this mm. one time, right? Or you know, only in the only in the Big Apple can I yeah. make it this way right um but if you live in like a smaller city right um that that question becomes even harder to answer right mm -hmm. because it's not new york city it's a place where you, you usually have to say like oh yeah it's 20 minutes away from a place that more people know about right and then and then and once you start having to answer that question it becomes more about uh where uh why, why would you come there? And it has to do with, uh, well, maybe there's something back in the history yeah. of the city that was really interesting or can't be exported somewhere else is basically what you're looking for is something from the city where you live that can't be exported because everything else can be. And so usually it's identity or a history or something like that. And that's what the, the city authentic is, is kind of trying to, to trying to get at. So, Give us some examples. So you, I, this is something I neglected to mention in the forty-five minute intro that <laughs> for this episode. But um, you live in Troy, yeah. New York, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of Troy references in this book. I've never been to Troy. Uh, I don't know, have Liz, have you been to Troy? No, I don't totally know. I mean, I, after reading your book, now I know where it is, yeah, but right. I wouldn't have been able to tell you where it was prior to that. Yeah. Well, did you know that's actually where like collars? Were invented like Stop collars. It. Like, no, it's true. That used to put on shirts. The, the, the detachable shirt collar, yeah, uh, is a uh, is invented in Troy. David told me that while and, we were walking uh, up the stairs. Yeah, it is actually uh, connected to the, the very first uh, uh, women's union, the the collar city uh, uh, laundresses. Of course, women would be making the yeah. men's yeah. collars. Yeah, yeah. But, as old as time. I, yeah. I'm guessing that many of our listeners have lived in small or mid-sized towns, although now they have moved to New York to pursue a career at Beacon's Closet or some such secondhand vintage store. Correct. Um, what, like, you know, a big part of this is, like, how these kind of smaller places really sell themselves to get people to move there. And so, like, give me some, like, Troy-specific examples of that, just to connect people with this, like, academic concept to some real-life stuff that, sure. like, our listeners might recognize. Yeah. So, I mean, one thing that you would definitely recognize is when you go maybe on, on like a daycation, you know, like, or something where uh, there's a, a cute little art thing on the sidewalk and yeah. there's like lots of different kinds of ones that are painted differently. So it's like a, oh, wow, look, there's like a, like a bison that, that uh, like, yeah. and someone painted it to look like uh, a cat. That's crazy. Right. Stuff like that. Um, in Troy, we have Uncle Sam. Apparently, Sam Wilson, the the war profiteer, 
uh, sold some like w- was in Troy Wait, for a while. That was a guy. Yeah, that, it's based on. It's supposedly based on a guy named uh, uh, Sam Wilson. I don't know if I feel comfortable about him wanting me. But. Yeah, yeah, right. That lends a new, new meaning to that post. Yeah, yeah. But um, there, yeah, we we they like the business improvement district made little Uncle Sams, and like all the different businesses could paint their Uncle Sam differently. And like a bar had, you know, like the big stovepipe hat was it was like a beer stein or something like mm-hmm. that, right? And so there's there'll be things like that, something to to get people thinking about whatever brand you want the city to to be or whatever little icon you want associated with your city, right? So that, that's going to be one big, like, city-authentic kind of thing is, is to get people uh, invested in something usually pretty benign or stupid, and, but say, like, oh, man, only in Troy, right? <laughs> or, or only in Dubuque, you know? It's just, like, mm. something that someone can, uh, uh, when, you know, like, your friend comes in from out of town, be like, oh, man, I bet you've never seen a, like, put ground beef on macaroni or something, you know, whatever weird culinary mm-hmm. thing your, your neighborhood does, your city does or whatever. Um, so it's, it's usually things like that. So I have a question because when, when do you think that our, this obsession with authenticity as a, before we talk about the developers, cause we're going to have to talk about the developers. Love talking but about developers. From a like person who moves around yeah. position, yeah. the, the urban citizen, when did our when did that become the kind of uh, I don't know like that was the the thing that we were searching for when we were searching for a place to live? Yeah, yeah. Th- this this problem goes back quite a long ways, right? So uh, I trace it back to at least um, Napoleon the Third and the rebuilding of Paris. Mm. Interesting, right? because uh, before. Napoleon tells uh, his friend Baron Haussmann to basically bulldoze Paris and yeah. rebuild it uh, as a like triumphant uh, uh, like city for a giant empire, yeah. right? Yeah, you know, right. It has to be literally awesome, right? It make you say, "Ah, oh, right." Um, in order to to make that. Right, he had to bulldoze the entire city and rebuild it with these grand boulevards, right? Like the the uh, the famous Parisian cafe, yeah, right? Where, harder where, to put barricades up in too. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, well, so yeah, it's yeah, it's one. It's hard to put up a barricade, so you can't do the Paris Commune, right? right. You want to prevent the Paris Commune, but you do want to be able to like ride a ton of horses abreast, sure. like down mm-hmm. a giant boulevard. So the city's really easy to control from the top down when it's built that way, but it's also a city designed to be seen in, right? It is mm. a kind, it's a kind of social media where these, um, again, these little Parisian cafes have these big plate glass windows, which is a new invention, but it's also like, you know, like, why would you do that? Right? Like, why would you make it so easy to get into, uh, a, a, a cafe yeah. or something by like throwing a brick at it? Right. There has to be mm. something really good for wanting to, to no, do so this new expensive can thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so, yeah. So you can advertise yourself and like, Ooh, look who I am. Mm, interesting. Look, look at who I am. Look at what I'm wearing. Look at who yeah. I'm with. And, uh, and the, there's like, um, this poem from a uh, Baudelaire that describes, uh, is that how you pronounce it? Baudelaire? 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 Yeah. I, Baudelaire? Yeah. I've only read his name. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about, or you don't, yeah. and it doesn't matter. Yes. But, but, uh, but he has this, this one about like, um, th- like this couple sitting at a little table in Paris, and there's like this family that, that presses their face against the window, and this poor mm. uh, family. And uh, the, the boyfriend is like, 
oh my God, I feel really guilty. He feels liberal guilt, right? Yeah. For the, it's invented in this moment. This guy has the first liberal guilt feeling, right? And then his, his uh, girlfriend across from him uh, goes, oh, gross, and like wants the manager to get rid of them. Right. And so now in, in, in that one moment, you see like the two, like, you know, on the liberal spectrum, like reactions to poverty, right. Is like feel bad for them or kill them. Right. Or remove them. Right. Extermination. And, uh, and this is the, the classic setup of the Parisian, uh, uh, boulevard. And what kind of goes forward for all cities afterward is that you're constantly being seen and seeing others, uh, that are in different positions than you, right? Some are poor, some are rich, some are pretty, some are ugly, right? Uh, and uh, In New York, some are models. And the, yes, yes, exactly. That's the big thing here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some are like hot, ugly, right? What, is that what? Yeah, they kind of look like drive? aliens. That's yeah. also yeah. models. Yeah. No, the right. real red pill is when you realize that models kind of look like alien greys yeah. for the most part. But they have yeah. long legs. Yeah. Oh, that, that's it. Uh, um, if we ever get a chance to, to talk about selling the OC or selling Sunset or anything, I'm, I'm, down, <laughs> yeah. I'm down for talking about those lizards. But, um, but yeah, so so now that that's all set up, basically ever since then, it, and, and the historian Peter Hall uh, puts the the city beautiful movement. It begins it with with uh, that that new Paris and ends in Hitler's Germany. Actually, he ah, ru- well, he, ru- he ruins it for everyone sure. because it, it gets, it's a little too much now. But um, in, in through this this middle period, yeah, you you build the city to be seen in, uh, to do things in in public. Yeah, right and. Uh, because that happens, you also have this fear in you that's like, what if I do this wrong, right? Like, what if I make a bad performance mm. in this uh, oh, the city? anxiety of performance. Yeah, of yeah. Course. And this is, this is basically when FOMO starts to yeah. actually okay. yeah. build up, right? Because now everyone can see what everyone else is doing. You get, like, the calling cards. Or you're like, oh, this person came here. That goes there. I'm at the right. brasserie. The gourmand's table's full. I'm forced to sit amongst the, the rabble. Exactly. While he eats right. a, a rare bird. And what yeah. if I order the wrong rare bird? And he might snatch it off my plate. And, and we're... And we're Yet, right? People will see you do all of those things, yes. right? Yes. Everyone will yeah. see it, yeah, right. And and uh, and so I I usually talk about like the Paris Boulevard. I tell my students that the Paris Boulevard is kind of like is social media, right? Yeah. And now it's too it's way too late to say like it's like your Facebook feed, right? Because yeah, they, but not, it's it's, it's, it's analogous to the fact that it's, it's like it's, it's it's a sort of like a public place to like judge and be judged and to sort of like uh you know ex- express yourself in this very public way in order to like see yourself reflected off of others. Yeah. So then the 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 obsession with authenticity to get back to the heart of Liz's question, right, is that um you want to uh sort of tell people who you are even if all the contingencies of the world never happened. Right. If you had full control over your life, which you never do, mm-hmm. right? Like, what would you be? Right. You'd be like some like Jacques Cousteau, like scuba diver with cool with a cool accent, or are you know are you do you yeah. just like smell weird? Right. You know, like what whatever your thing would be. Mm. Right. Uh, and the city sort of gives you these opportunities to just like briefly show who you are, who you would want to be, but most of the time you just are who you are. Uh, and and uh, there's actually some really interesting writing in tourism studies, which is, believe it or not, a thing, right? Uh, where they do, like, sort of typologies of different kinds of authenticity. Mm. Yeah. Right? So, like, the first one, uh, I'm going to be citing uh, Ning Wang's 
1999 article if anyone cares about oh that. Oh my god! Right? Go, I am yeah, right? crazy it's, about Ning Wang. Oh man, when that first came out, yeah. it was the only the only thing anyone was talking about, right? But the, so like, the, there, she has like these three different versions, right? There's um, objective. Uh-huh. Which is like what an art historian does, right? They authenticate, right? They, sure, they, okay. They, is this an actual Monet yes, or whatever? Yeah, gotcha. Right? Yeah. And then the the second one is more like subjective or uh, uh, socially constructed sort of stuff. This is where you know the the woo woo. Uh, Was um, this man like an authentic member of like the surrealist movement? Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. No, this is where the postmodern uh, um, yeah. uh, uh, sirens should be going off, right? No, in, in this one, it's really about um, meeting expectations. Right. So you get advertised to that a Hawaiian vacation involves uh, getting, uh, you know, like a lay put on you. There's mm. a, there's white sand beaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, you drink from a fruit. Right. Some, yes. some sort of drink. A right? big, like muscly guy, but who somehow kind of has short legs is like this beach is for locals, man. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's going to happen to you. Mm. Um, right. Uh, and, and then that all that happened actually happens to you. You've you've you've. Authenticated those expectations, gotcha. so it's kind of a judgment, really. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Well, but it's but it, you can because it's constructed, right? It has no connection to that first authenticity, the objective one, right? It's just whatever people are fucking saying to each other about what it should be, and then if any if those expectations are met, we're done, we're good. Is That's this authentic. is this like because what's 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 that goddamn thing? What's it, Paris syndrome that people get? Paris syndrome. Oh yeah, yeah. We're you know like talking about yeah. Tel-Aviv you get there and everyone's too. like, oh, shit. It happens is, a lot with like it? with yeah. the tourists. Yeah, um, Japanese tourists. Japanese tourists specifically. Yeah. And you know they 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 get to Paris and it's it's it's. I, frankly, I can't remember whether it exceeds their expectations and they're so taken in by it, or actually like it doesn't have meet any of the expectations it, they have from yeah. from media. Yeah. yeah, And it 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 invokes this like tremendous sense of like vague loss in yeah. people and it can break you. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it's because like, oh my God, if that's, I'm here and the thing that I wanted that was always like somewhere else, yeah. right? I'm here now and it's not here. So like, where the fuck is it? Like, where is this cool thing? Yeah. What's fascinating is that kind of anxiety because I'm thinking about, okay, how that manifests and like really just in my own brain right now, I'm walking everyone through my thoughts. <laughs> uh, thinking about how, you know, like where that's kind of manifested in my life, et cetera, et cetera, yeah, whatever, same. right? But like thinking about, you know, Paris syndrome or whatever, or exactly what you're explaining that you're talking about in tourist studies, this sort of like second kind of judgment of authenticity or whatever. It's like trying to think about how that kind of came about before social media. Because I, what I would say is that then social media has put all of this stuff on like crazy hyperdrive. Sure. And how that social media has completely like just, I don't know how else, like blown out everyone's expectations of like what an authentic vacation looks like, you know, to stay within tourist land or whatever, or what an authentic apartment for this type of person looks like, or what this authentic, you know, all of those types of, the way we conceive of our experience in spaces um, has just radically, radically, I don't know what, like it's, like, I don't know. It's no, no, I, totally I, blown up. I agree. I think that, like, especially in terms of, like, you know, pri- prior to, to social media and this sort of, like, seeing your peers or people who might be marketed as your peers, like, having these experiences, most of the time you would have seen this stuff on TV or read it in books in this very, like, stage-managed way that you kind of, like, part of you knows is stage-managed, right? And it's this, like, fairy tale sort of stuff that you see. Whereas now you might see like people you actually know in real life sort of presenting this very curated like 
view of what their vacation was like. Mm. And you, you might, I mean, you know, you could be like a savvy, normal person that like, isn't like totally fucking fried from looking at the internet too much. And even still internalize a lot of that and be like, this is what I have to do when I'm on vacation. And like this like constant comparison to your like subconscious comparison to what you see other people doing because you see their experience, like you see these sort of snapshots of their experience and like that kind of gets like marked as, as the authentic vacation in your head. I mean, again, speaking like strictly to tourism stuff. Well, so, so now the third one is uh, what she calls existential authenticity. Oh, God. Right, yeah, that, that sounds... Ooh, I think I have that. That sounds... <laughs> I think the whole yeah. point is everyone has that. Yeah, you, uh, and, no, I and think you I'm gotta existentially get rid of authentic. Oh. Yeah. Well, well, in that one, it's, um, uh, it's you, you do something that makes you feel like the real you, mm. right? So you're, you're uh, going, to a broad, <laughs> going to a Broadway play, right? Yeah. Like, I'm a very cultured individual, and now I'm finally doing it, right? Or, you know, I'm a... Uh, uh, rolling around in the gutter and like that's who no, I, no, I, I I've always wanted to be. <laughs> when I was when I was younger and I was like I remember I vividly remember and I, I, did, I audience forgive me if it was, I mentioned this probably on the show before but I remember one time I was in my apartment and I was uh, like shooting some dope up listening to television and I was like man. I'm a rock and roll. Oh my god! Yeah, I <laughs> was like, gonna say it sounds like a very adolescent way of experiencing and, and, and the and world. It, and, it, and it is. This is this is sort of a memory is very embarrassing for me to. Rec- I mean, I can do it kind of like no, you know, yeah, self-effacing no, way no, now. No. But like, it is so juvenile. But it is such like a. It, I think. I mean, I was an adult when that happened, yeah, and yeah. I'm sure that I do things that are similar, if less like you know, obviously embarrassing now even. Well, Hegel called this right the freedom of the void. Yeah, right? yeah. where they like he pull you modernity pulls out. This like really comfy part of of you, right? Yeah. Where, where like you feel self assured of like what you should do for all eternity, right? Your last name is Smith, so you're gonna be a blacksmith. It doesn't matter if you're good or bad at it. Banker. It's just what you are, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Banker, for example, right? Um, a friend, and, Jack. <laughs> and uh, um, and and so like you didn't need to like try to be somebody, right? You you were give, you were bestowed it right. from birth, right? Which might be bad if uh, you don't like that thing, right? But at least you have something very specific to rebel against or whatever, right? But here's just like this empty, it's a void, right? And you ha- and it's nearly impossible to, to fill it. And so you, you just feel adrift. And so, yeah, you do things like, oh, I think I saw this on social media once and it, that became an aspiration for me. And now it kind of feels like I'm doing it too. Uh, this feels very authentic, right? Because on a... If you go on Instagram, I actually don't recommend anyone do this, but if you, if you go on Instagram and, and um, you, you search for live authentic. Yeah, I did that after yeah. I read, your, <laughs> read it in your book. And I was like, this is not one that I've seen before. And I, then I, I read that part in your book. I had not heard of that. But me neither. I'm but not going to search I, for it. yeah, there's there's a lot of gems in there. Yeah, it's it's, it's you know yeah, it's like a and late, it sounds almost dated as a hashtag. And it yet, is. It absolutely is. Yeah. Oh, people still hashtagging uh, it. Yeah, yeah, Hello, yeah. nurse. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, nurse. I got a whole hospital of them here. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's, it's like thirst trap nurses, all or German. it's like, or it's like someone get you know like a feet hand feeding a giraffe, or like you know, yeah. like stuff that is like not obviously not real, but it is like somehow authentic, right? Mm. And and so what is that authentic thing? What is it authentically, right? It is uh, just like this sumptuous, uh, consumptive, consumptive moment, totally, where you just get to be like the most of this one thing, right? <laughs> 
Well, so it's so one thing for this to be happening on the boulevards of Paris, right? <laughs> but it is quite another for this to be happening, like we're saying, on social media. And then not just, you know, you yourself looking at that hashtag on your phone, but then that person taking that photo or that video in a real space in the real world and that having then ramifications on that physical space and how that then changes, right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Something I noticed... This is like a little, this is like the new thing that I, well, it's not new, actually. It's been a couple of months that I've been really obsessed with this. But there's this fucking phenomenon that I'm calling like TikTok blocks, where there's entire blocks in cities around the globe, right? Uh-huh. We live in a globalized world, <laughs> with fake flowers yes. everywhere. Oh, my God. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. You, once you put, I call it like a, it's like a virus, because it's spreading yeah. on these buildings. But what's, what I kind of put together the other day that I was looking at, like, I don't know, I was like on West Broadway, which is like the fucking belly of the beast for TikTok world. Just uh-huh. like Soho needs to be completely blown off the, anyway. So um, the the colors of these flowers and these like installations on the outside of buildings, which are clearly meant to attract people to the businesses for creating content that will then be shared on social media, which exactly, will be, yeah. you know, free, whatever, whatever, right? The way that these, like, now these, like, either restaurants or cafes or, you know, boutiques, whatever the, f- ice cream marie's, whatever the fuck yeah. all these places are, they're, they're, the colors are so hyper-saturated. Yes. And I realized, like, the, there's this, like, really, like, deep, bright magenta that's used because of how it pops on the camera. Or there's, like, there's framing. What? No, I was saying she's spitting. That's true. No, it's true. <laughs> no, it is. But, like, I'm, I'm, also the types of... You know, there's certain types of, um, like, ceramics that are used and cutlery at certain cafes or, like, the way that certain layouts are done for spaces are optimized now for social sharing in a way that has, I think, for people, like, we're, on our podcast, we constantly are, like, I think, like, annoyingly reiterating the fact that, like, there is no real, like, hard boundary between the internet and real life. Mm-hmm. You know what I yeah, mean? absolutely. But, like, this is, like, really very much so where you see the, you know, very, like, porous nature and how these, these you know, what we call the real world and what we call, like, a digital space, like, how they're kind of co-produced mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and change one another constantly. Yeah, uh, in a former life, before I... I was doing a lot of stuff on cities. I, uh, I did a lot of internet studies stuff, mm. um, which is, I think, pretty clear in the in the book eventually, yeah. Yeah. right? That the, the two come together. But yeah, it, it, um, but it, me and, and several others were trying to grapple with this idea of like online, offline. Is it a useful distinction anymore? And of course, it became less and less of a useful distinction as phone, you know, as, as phones got more powerful. Yeah, you, know, you get you carrying around a pocket computer, and um, and yeah, there is like this. Yeah, this really porous relationship between the digital a- a- and what you can touch with your hands, right? Yeah, and the and, and you're absolutely right that you know, yeah, there are like places that design f- to be the backdrop or the subject of like sure. some sort of social media post or whatever, right? And like and even like before that, there was like um, the Instagram. Uh, playground, right, right, which would be which oh, was like a very muse- LA thing. Are you talking about like the yeah. museum of ice cream yes, kind of thing, yeah, yeah. stuff yeah. like that? Sorts yeah, of. yeah, and and it makes sense that like originally that was like, yeah, you would have like a place to go to, much like you would go to your the computer in the house and like 
tip you know, tap, di- dial tap. up. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Ratemypoo.com. Right. Kind of like, yeah. Almost like it's like a yeah purposeful native space almost for it. Right. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. And so yeah. And so the 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 Instagram playground would be like a purposeful place that you would sure. go to to make content for your followers or whatever. But now that's sort of like taken over much of the city space, which even in Troy is is the case, which yeah. is a big part of the book, yeah. is that these little places don't just mimic the bigger ones. They actually have to innovate pretty uh, a lot to yeah. uh, deal with the smaller market. Absolutely. Right? Is they have to be more they have to be more approachable to the average person, right? Because not everyone uh, Outside of, well, I'll just say New York City, right? Has like had the same brain worms as everyone yeah. inside New York City, right? So some people have to walk up and be like, oh, what's that? Is that is that a thing from the TikTok? I think I've seen that before, mm. right? So you know, it, which is not to make you know people outside a city seem provincial, but you know, like there is just like just you know you find yeah. you find less they're things simple if you're not, folk. yeah, right, yeah. You're, but also the, when you know, these, they're dumb, yeah. But yeah. Not, <laughs> most of these kind of ideas are being like honed and and kind of perfected and exported from city centers. It's only natural for then the places outside of the cities to be performing them almost in like overcompensating, right? Yeah. They're, they're, they're trying to understand that the logic that generates these ideas. And so they're, they're doing it in a kind of, you know, it ends up being maybe a bit more cartoonish than you would, than it would have, you know, coming from the original source. Yeah. And then there, there's also like a, a pretty practical reason for the way that they do it too, which is that, you know, digital networks, have an urbanizing character to them. Mm. And what I mean by that is, huh. like, for example, in Ulster County, right, which is just sort of... I do nor- know where that is. Yeah, yeah, there we go, right? And, and you like, know what? Like- it's a part of England. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> They're, like, northwest of, uh, of the city, of yeah. New, York, New York City, right? Um, uh, a lot of fairly well-off people, like, fled from COVID, Sure. Bought, I remember all those. Little. I remember all those. Like everyone's like, is it wrong, ethically articles. wrong for me to live in my parents' three-bedroom <laughs> vacation home? Right. Yeah, right. What I'm Hudson. thinking of is like it's like a guy who looks like he like owns a cafe in the nicest overalls you've ever seen. Yeah. Being like, I can't get my faucet to work. I call him and the like, gentleman farmer. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and that became sort of like it was. It was this. It was this interesting phenomenon. Where like there was all these people in the city in 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 California, I feel like people did it also, but with mm. like Sonoma. For me, I think it's Nevada City. I think oh, for San yeah, Francisco, Nevada, Nevada City, City became a big the one. Grass Valley, Utah, yeah. actually, also Utah as well. Yeah. And then Utah, down south, yeah. it was people became desert folk. Right, but it's a lot. I feel it's like a lot cheaper than the East Coast. Well, there's the kind of bug out tendency too yes. of the Silicon Valley types. Right, yeah, um, buy a nuclear. Yeah, but I, I'm thinking of more like the urban, the urban, like someone who would have been called a hipster 12 years ago, Absolutely. like yeah. a little aged out of it. Yeah. Maybe they're married now. Um, and like this sort of homesteading that they did. And then there was these sort of like countless articles in like the New York Times about like the trials and tribulations of these people, which I enjoyed reading because it's nice to read about somebody yeah. who you instinctively, reflexively don't like who's having a bad time. But like it became like, and you could tell these people were sort of searching, like it was somebody who's probably lived in Brooklyn for 25 years, moving out to the country in search of, and they, they even would say it baldly sometimes, like authenticity, yeah. right? Like oh, absolutely. this is how you're yeah. really supposed to live. And I think, I think a large um, urge from that is because a lot of the people I feel like feel like interlopers in a city. Maybe they moved to a big city to become like, a, I don't, again, somebody who works at a c- cafe and does art 
like whatever. Maybe they moved there like 25 years ago, but they never truly felt like at home. Like I'm not really from, from BK or whatever. And, uh, and, 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 and it's this search, like now it's like, I'm, it's this ruralization program for the aging hipster. And it's really, it's interesting because I feel like it's, it does play into this, like it, this decades long that I've witnessed obsession with authenticity that people have. And and being in San Francisco, I've seen it so much firsthand because San Francisco has like a very, you know, gold rush and then kind of like, you know, the, the, the fire and then like the rebuilding in the 20, you know, all this stuff, uh, or like until like the twenties and like San Francisco's history with the hippies and the beatniks and all. And then, and shit ton of money too. Exactly. And then like to see all of that, much like gay Paris demolished and then sort of rebuilt in, in, with references maybe to the past, but with this new sort of veneer of authenticity that actually like is supposed to attract people that despise what actually made San Francisco sort of the, the subjective authentic San Francisco mm-hmm. and the objective authentic San Francisco. Um, and it, it was just like, I mean, I, I just remember, I mean, in within my life feeling so at home somewhere. And then one day being like, I don't feel like I, I I, I, feel I, be- I don't belong here. I yeah. am the. I, I felt more alienated yeah, than I almost totally. ever felt in my life just walking down the street. I didn't recognize a fucking thing. Yeah, and it, streets that I've walked on since I was a child. And there's a specific kind of alienation that you can only get from like a place that looks or you know used to be home and yeah. now isn't. Like there, that hits. It's way, uncanny. Way deeper. Yeah, it's uncanny. That's what it's really. It drove right, me a little insane. The exact, exact yeah. right word. Yeah. yeah. But to get back to the point about like uh, uh, digital networks urbanizing, yeah, sorry. Yeah. right? Is that in Ulster County? I, I spoke to this um, uh, real estate agent that built an app. It's called Upstate Curious. You can look it up. Upstate Curious? That's the it's name of the your, app. It's in your book. Yeah, it's yeah. in the book, yeah. Why not Up Curious? That doesn't sound right. Uh, no, I, yeah, Liz, I think maybe workshop that <laughs> we'll one. We'll work on a it, little yeah. Bit, yeah. But the idea is basically to um, provide that word of mouth, kind of like, oh, I'm walking down Broadway and I found a cool new adorable little tapas Bumba. bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so you can't do that serendipity on country roads, right? Yeah. Unless like you just drive around aimlessly, like also, a David not Lynch a character. Kind of businesses just randomly on country roads, right? Yeah, 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 <laughs> so yeah. You really have to go look for, and and also because like there's this. Uh, I, just another one of these brain worms and authenticity where it's like, it should be a little hard to get to. And it's yes, like, Oh, it's, little, yeah. it's, oh, it's, yeah, it's like, it's yeah, like a yeah. speakeasy, but there's no, you're not going to ever going to get arrested. You know? <laughs> like, it's yeah, like a yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, um, and, and so they, they make this app to try to like find all the cool shit in Ulster County. Right. That's, that, that's the whole point of, of this app. Like it, a Pokemon go. Yeah. For but like, yeah. Like, but, but it was also like a next door ish. Of course. App kind yeah. of thing. But it becomes yeah. like a, it, it becomes like a curated list of the authentic Ulster County experience. Exactly. Yeah. Which is actually, it's not the, the objective authentic, right? Of course, it's, yeah. It's the existential authentic, right? It, yeah. It, it's it, like, I finally ate a pizza in the woods, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. Like this yeah. is the existential experience mm. of living uh, the gentleman, uh, gentleman uh, farmer, for, gentleman farmer. Yeah. Just yeah. like, just like John Adams, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, well, he would leave Philadelphia and then eat a pizza in the woods. I mean, <laughs> to, to, yeah, to, I mean, to, 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 I guess we'll do like the relate this to California thing. And again, like, it. you know, listeners, I'm sorry. I've lived my entire life in major urban areas. So if you don't relate to this, then I'm sorry. Yeah. Maybe you should have gone to Pratt. This is actually the first time in my <laughs> life I've lived in not a major urban area. Yeah, that's true. Actually, Liz lives on a barge. No, but I mean, so like, I apologize. Like, I, I have, you know, I don't apologize, but like, I have lived in San Francisco my 
almost my entire life. And so it's like, I, that the, the experience I can relate are mostly related to that. But like a big thing that I noticed when I was younger, it was like, I would see people like kind of have this freak out in the city and then they move to the desert and then sort of like inhabit this like character of like, I'm like a desert, like 60s burnout kind of person. Yeah. Like the chicks would all get like kind of fringe jackets and witchy hats. Yeah, and like yeah, yeah. It sort of presaged the, the uh, I always want to call it the Ouija board movement, but like the tarot kind of person. When I lived in LA, a lot of expats to Joshua Tree. Exactly. Opening yeah. up, oh, I'm going to open up a vintage store. It's like, no, you're not. Yeah. But no, they will. They will. They it's will. Gonna be they'll an they'll air, get around to it. Yeah. It's going to be in an Airstream tra- trailer. Yeah, and exactly. Like totally. Yeah. And then they yeah, actually yeah, yeah. live in Joshua like, Tree, and they're right, like, yeah. "Damn, it's kind oh, of freaky over here." Man, like, yeah, man, these mountain folk do a lot of meth. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? We city folk do too. But like, it's and it, it was I I I couldn't figure out why it bugged me so much when I was younger, and I realized it was that like these people were trying to create this new authenticity, and oftentimes interlopers like in these areas, we're trying to kind of create this new authenticity. And I, th- I feel like now with some, like, you know, I, I, I sound very judgmental, but now I, I really do recognize that like people are searching for a sense of self and for a sense of like true, like real concrete identity and feeling like a human being and like a person. And I feel like the thing is like, you aren't going to, f- you aren't going to, maybe you will, but I don't think you're going to find that by opening up a vintage store in Idlewild. Like, that is something that like might actually just be robbed from you by the way that society like is structured right now and by like by the technologies that like you know sort of govern many of our not govern but like um strongly like, determine strongly determine many of our like you know your social relations and your, you know your your emotional romantic relations with people and it's like I, I I get that like need that like desperate search for authenticity that so many people have um but it's interesting that so much of it like falls to people kind of like seeking out the the rural life. I don't care. I don't care really what anybody does. But it's what what I found fascinating about your book is well, I, that's literally not true. I'm actually straight up lying. I'm you, we've I, got off, hater number one here. I, I, right? I am I am the only television I've ever related to was the Dave Chappelle thing where those guys were mean to people back in time. And I was like, I would love to have a time machine so I could be cruel to others, perhaps in the 17th, 16th, 15th, even 14th centuries. But uh I you know, it's what's I found interesting about your book too is that like these cities, these smaller cities, like it is like they have to come up with these like sort of new creative ways to like advertise themselves as like, hey, we're just like the big city, you yeah. know what I mean? But smaller and more homey. And like it, it really actually robs the place of like true authenticity. And it kind of creates this like facsimile of like, you know, New York, like New York, Troy becomes like a little New York yeah. city. Well, they, we, we were called the, uh, the New Brooklyn for a very long time. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. They, everyone tried to make that stick. They should make an app That's that awesome. has a list of awesome. all the all the towns that have ever been called the New Brooklyn. Yes, and then I wipe would like them to see all that off the map. Yeah. Tel Aviv, yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, no, it, Jerusalem. It's, um, <laughs> but you're right, Brady. Like, like it, it is. Um, I, I have like serious um, empathy yeah. for people. They're like, I, I, I don't. Something feels wrong, right? And like this world doesn't feel right. And uh, maybe it's where I am, or like what I'm doing for money, and yeah. uh, or like you know what kind of clothes I'm wearing, what sort sure. of affectation I give, right? And and it goes beyond sort of like the like the high school clique, like am I a goth Absolutely, or am I kind yeah. of thing, right? It, it goes into this like well, like well, you know, like where what should I? Um, what, what what's the purpose of living, right? It, it, there's like it's just the very most fundamental questions, and unfortunately, it usually gets worked out because so much of our lives are like 
mediated by commodified bullshit, yeah, yeah. right? That that the, these really serious, earnest questions come out in the goofiest, most like unrespectable ways possible. Yes, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. just like, uh, yeah, yeah. Or it's just like I'm gonna pretend to be a lumberjack. It's just like, like, like that's not. That was a really like, interesting moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas, uh, and it's it's almost like that Twitter joke, right? That, like men will literally become a lumberjack instead of going to therapy. Well, the right? thing you know, is, like, but the funny thing is, they uh, won't literally become a lumberjack. No, right? no, right? No, that's like, correct. Yeah, they, they won't ever take down a tree. No, but right? no. Yeah, everyone yeah. will some for some reason wear buffalo check shirts yeah. for twenty years. And you see this fucking me right here, you know, I'm literally for the I mean, I know this is a podcast, you can't see me. I'm wearing nothing but an adult diaper. <laughs> and I've clear cut probably thousands of acres of forest. A you year. pull it off really and well. I get no credit for being like an authentic you know yeah. rural guy. So we've spent some time now talking about the cities trying to attract people to move there by 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 taking on these kind of authentic I don't know creating these brands for themselves. I mean that's really what it is. That is yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah. But on the flip side of that is like you know almost an even bigger portion of this whole conversation and kind of stretching all this out or is like or you know figuring all this out is that the cities are attri- are trying to brand themselves for development dollars. Yes. Because they're all especially the smaller ones are in big competition to get Basically, whatever they can. Yeah. And you do, I think, a really great job in the book of kind of, you know, dipping into David Harvey's work of explaining how crucial uneven development is for, uh, like, for capitalist expansion to mm-hmm. continue apace mm-hmm. and, in fact, like, you know, increase and for cycles to speed up in the, in the pace that they need to. And so for every, like, Troy bottoming out and, like, New York rising, like, you know, that kind of, that kind of unevenness yeah. is, is kind of essential to capitalist developers, like, finding new, new places and new untapped cities to, you know, develop and, you know, get Frontiers, more people to yeah. move and then make bigger cities and then... Of course, that undermines its own so-called authentic brand, which we can get to in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you mentioned David Harvey. Uh, I lean heavily on um, this book, uh, Urban Fortunes, by two authors whose last names are Logan and Mollich. That's all I remember. But the book is about as old as I am, right? Uh, and I st- and I three hundred three hundred years old. Yeah, I moisturize really well. But well, you um, are wet. <laughs> Uh, and, um, and I had it assigned to me as an undergrad, uh, uh, in the 1700s and, um, (laughs) uh, and I assigned it to my students today because I'm lazy and I don't want to read another book. No, all good. But, um, uh, the, uh. But but actually, the real reason I assign it is because all those problems still exist. They is completely unchanged. We have not solved any of these problems. And the problems that the the book Urban Fortunes uh, describes is this, uh, will to grow. Just this, what they call the growth machine. Mm -hmm. Where just every city... And everyone that is in charge of it, um, all they're all they're, all they have to do, their entire job is to grow the city in, on every metric imaginable. Yeah. Right? Like how mm. physically bigger, uh, bigger economy, more people, uh, physically larger people. Yes. They want they want giants to move. Yes. In, yeah. Right? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, Five but, foot nine. Yeah. The Iglesias right. conundrum. Yes. Yeah. yeah. One billion Americans. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I never read that book because why would I? But sure. but um, 
I, I but I I feel like there's something connecting there. Oh, I, don't I know, would right? love to open up that guy like a hog. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be crazy. See what's in there? What's what that thing? It's you just know? tinier ones. Yeah. Oh inside. my god. It's one billion. billion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be crazy. One yeah. just like with a pencil all <laughs> inside. He's like, yeah. I told you. Yeah. 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 yeah, but, yeah. No, um, uh, but no, the the um, every city has to grow uh, in all these different ways, and it does always every single time undermine everything that you actually want a city to be right. Livable, affordable, yes. um, something that you recognize, you, you know, the cheers kind of feeling. You want the trains to run on time. You want the trains to run on time. Yeah, no, but you want, yeah. you want, you want something that feels like a community, but that also works for you to live in. and isn't fucking right. hassle every time you walk down yeah. the street. Right. But, but what ends up happening is that, you know, your city never has any money yep. for any, for any of that stuff. Uh, there's a reason for that, right? It, it's, uh, has a lot to do with, you know, how the, just the, the hit, the contingencies of history of how we just kind of like blew out cities, usually to you know to the detriment of black people or immigrants, yeah, yeah, and yeah. we just like literally pick jobs up and move them as far away from these people sure. as possible after they have you know they've been used Migrated, up as much as yeah, we wanted, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. yeah, we can just like find cheaper labor somewhere else. Yeah, deindustrialization. Yeah, deindustrialization. Right, and. and, and and so what ended up, but even in like cities that benefited from that, sure. like in the seventies and eighties, right. Eventually those jobs moved again. Thanks Absolutely. Bill Clinton. From the South. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, Bill Clinton yeah. got rid of them in NAFTA and, and all that. But that's overturned now. Right. <laughs> Trump, oh, yeah, Trump I forgot about down. that. Yeah. 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 Remember they were like, we're opening an air conditioner factory. Yeah. Yeah. And the that carrier, was it. And the then it kind of just like, I think that, I think that, that never happened. Really I think, go. yeah, I think, I think uh, it eventually did, but just like, wasn't. It, it opened Even actually. Even if it did, I mean, pan, yeah, the box is a Pandora's box is open. Yeah, There's yeah. no way you can't put it back in. And so, um, so what ends up happening is that city officials just go out and look for yeah. just some something. You know, like when Amazon was trying to find a yes. second headquarters, oh it, and they, you know, and they were going, ooh, ooh, I don't know where we're gonna put it. Gosh, maybe it could that be your was, city. I forgot about yeah. that. That was one of the most humiliating so mayor mayoral yeah, periods really in the world, was, where every mayor was what? like, I will. I'll suck your dick, dude. Just yeah. like move it here. We will yeah. build you. They a were like, highway. I'm a live mayor. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, you can text my wife, bro. Like, it's like, but they it was like, crazy. What the cities do for the Olympics. Yes, yes. I mean, it it's is the yeah. same kind yeah. of frustration. Yeah, the, the, the thing like, I do for what I say for like the Olympics or the World Cup, right? Sure. Any of these mo like moving. We got uh, slaves, dude. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, so like I, I just it just puts a, a deadline on as much growth as possible, right? right? And so in that deadline opens up a bunch of stuff that, and it also excuses a lot of things. I mean, right? for San Francisco, that was one of the big nails in the coffin oh, yeah. when there was the big deal for Twitter to move in. And that yeah. was- Thank I you, Jane Kim. Yeah, when was that? I 2010? don't remember exactly the year, but I remember being at work at the fucking Brothers Papadopoulos Flowers and my bosses, like, <laughs> who made like $12,000 a year. And I was standing there like, how come they don't have to pay money in taxes, right. but we do? You know, yeah. we didn't really pay taxes. And, and that's really what, that was like the big, I don't know. That destroyed it. I mean, no, no. Blew it was, the dam it was, out. I, and yeah, that was that was San Francisco's, one of countless instances of San Francisco politicians really just being like, here, have this, we'll fucking pay you to have this. Yeah. And then just destroy this neighborhood, remaking your image. Yeah. And now if you look at where the Twitter headquarters is on market, I mean, it's on what fifth and market? Yeah, no, I mean, it is. Sorry, 
It's like fourth. I, or no, no. No, it's, it's like, up there. It's, it's up like there, on not 10. fourth. Yeah. And it was like, like, in a, like in an old, uh, scare quotes, historic building, right? Yeah, was it, was yeah. Like there, most of oh, them they all have there. to be. Yeah, right. yeah, the ones they all have to be in like, you know, whatever the equivalent in San Francisco is of like a flat iron building. They yeah. have to have that. Yeah. So then it can be like, like you say, authentic looking. Right. Well, right, right, like that, locked that, space. It is really crucial, especially for social media companies, right, to inhabit these iconic buildings. Yes. Because it, one, I think it, my theory is that it kind of like makes them feel like they've always been there. Yeah. Right. Which is, which is, I think, mm. is useful for a company that's like, we are your community. Yeah, B- bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also like they're just—they have so much fucking money for no reason, and they don't do anything with it because they hire like twelve people or something at these. I've companies. seen those TikTok videos. Yeah. <laughs> You know what's so funny? So I saw one just the other day. You're talking about the day in the life. Yeah. Where, you know, oh, you've yeah, seen these. Yeah, it's like 20-year-olds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah. so I get up, and then I get my acai bowl, and then I'm right. like, hey, what's up, Courtney? And then we go to like a team building, yeah. and then I'm like, oh, my God, I'm tired. And then and I, I go into I go into cryostasis for 40 yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I kind of yeah. so I don't know what time like, it is. You know, yeah. welcome to Uber, Chicago, yeah. or yeah. whatever it is. and. I think too many people are kind of like incredulous about it and they're like, I can't believe this is what kids these days are. And it's like, this person obviously works in HR and this is yeah, like part like, of their marketing budget. Yeah. But like, also, this I saw one <laughs> like a couple of days ago and it was so funny because it was like retweeted by some, one of those like right wing, I don't know, who knows what accounts like Caesar icon or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, you know, all these, like, Mark Aurelius. These, yeah. Like bug eaters of San Francisco. Yeah. Like, you know, they're so like decadent, blah, 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 whatever the whole thing was. And it was this girl in Dallas at Deloitte university. And I was yeah, like, okay, perfect. Deloitte is not Airbnb. No. Right. No. Deloitte is one of the largest fucking private equity, um, accounting slash, I don't know, business consulting. I know they firms. fire you. That's like what they do. Yeah, it's yeah. Deloitte and McKinsey, right? I mean, yeah. those are like yeah, the, the, yeah, big, that's what, the yeah, that's what I was going to say. But yeah. what I'm saying is like, it's so funny seeing these like older companies now taking on these attitudes of these start these startups, you know, and kind of putting that same kind of marketing stuff out there. Right. And because, people because being a little, they, you know. They realize that like they too, like don't have a tangible good. Right? Yeah, and so they're like, "Oh yeah, so we just need to like look cool." Yeah, like that's that yeah. is our that is our job, right? Is like the 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 public facing version of it is just to look really fucking cool, to so that at least like your your guard will be down for like the first two days that we are involved in your life, and then yeah. and, and then the third day you're homeless. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, but like, but like yeah, those two but days, it's, it's like the same it was stuff great as, poke bowls. Yeah, you know? business so. training conference. You know, oh, you have to go through McKinsey training for yeah. two years. Normal shit for. Consultant world or whatever, but it's so funny now to see it rebranded as like, "Hey, what's up, world? It's Google Chicago, yeah, yeah, seven a.m. Yeah. Getting my oats, matcha latte." But something that like something that sort of struck me is like, all right, so there's this sort of search for the city authentic that a lot of these cities themselves are like, they're like the city boosters, the business district, or the council, you know, the fucking chamber the of commerce, chamber of commerce. All these things are sort of like city boosters, right? But like the money to interest behind the city, the people who actually stand to gain from people moving there, um, is or like really at the end of the line gain. Uh, but something that's like really funny about that is like the whole the city of efficient period that came between City Beautiful and City Authentic, uh-huh. the City Efficient period, especially in America, especially with, like, highways, really demolished a lot of the beauty in a lot of these cities, Absolutely. right? Like, yeah. I mean, I remember when I was 15 and finally, like, actually seeing America. Like, I, I had not left the Bay Area all that much as a kid, and my band was on tour. We did a two-and-a-half, two three-month tour uh, when I was in high school, which was a, it was a 
long story. But um, I remember like going through all these towns and be like, wait, everywhere just is a subway. And like everyone's just like, it's just like a freeway and then a subway and then like, Wait, you mean houses. subway sandwiches? Subway sandwiches. Yeah, okay. not, yeah there's okay. no, 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 no. There's train. no public transit. No. There's no Are public you kidding train. me? Only sandwiches. Only <laughs> shitty sandwiches. No. There's public like transit. two cities in America with a subway. <laughs> um, but uh, but I remember seeing that and be like, wait, what? Like I thought these were all like, I'd like just seen mo- like old movies that took place in towns outside of San Francisco. I was like, how come it's not like that? I remember going to LA. I'm like, this is freeways. And like it's funny because so much of these cities, like the 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 authentic heart and soul of these cities, was really demolished during like that period of like you know massive adoption of cars. And like, and I'm not even like a big anti car. Don't even yeah, get me wrong. Yeah. I love fucking badass hot rods. Not that I can drive them, but um, you know it's crazy because now it's like this search for like authenticity. And it's like, well, we actually demolished all the things that made this this like town or city unique uh, forty years ago, fifty years ago. But like here's a picture of it. And like, I've been to so many like speaky, actually I haven't to be honest with you, but I've been to one or two brew pubs by accident in my life mm. in like a mid-sized city. And they'll just have a picture of how cool the street used to look. Right. On the yeah, wall. Yeah. The, those are classic. And then yeah, if you perfect. go out, like, Oh, our IPA is named after that. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yes. No, uh, yeah, that, that is a crucial part of the city. Authentic is naming something that you can, that buy for some like ridiculous price named after something that used to exist that we demolished for a highway or like uh, where, when I describe like the city authentic, like taking form in Troy, I describe this um, uh, wine bar that's going to start up. Oh yeah. Which, uh, but the, uh, this wine bar, right. Um, is getting all this buzz, this local buzz. And, um, and he names it the confectionery. Which doesn't make any fucking sense Lame. because it's a yeah. wine bar. And yeah. not a candy store. It's yeah, right. Yeah. But there was <laughs> a there is no difference. <laughs> but there was a candy store there in like 1875 God. or something. Right. If he had called it what was in there just before it was a wine bar, it would be like the Troy Insurance Company yes. and wine bar. Yes. Sure. Right? But you don't yeah. want that, right? right? So you have to find the, the perfect little fluffy thing. Actually, yeah, yeah. I'll be honest, Troy Insurance Company wine bar is a fantastic <laughs> name for a wine. I've never been to a wine bar, but if I was to go in one, it'd be, be something so named funny that. in 40 years, they were just like, oh, this is my wine bar, McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The wine bar insurance company. Yeah. Right? You yeah. just like go all the way around. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, the, um, is it... Brace, it's interesting you describe that because I had like kind of the opposite experience where I grew up in South Florida, uh-huh. which is like the cultural equivalent of like a cornfield. I was right? just there, brother. I know. Oh, you, you Wait, were. Where I was in exactly in South Florida? Uh, uh, um, uh, it was Miramar, Florida. It's, it's oh, yeah. in, in between Miami and, and, and Fort Lauderdale. Okay. I, uh, I went to the Keys recently. Oh, right. Yes, I saw. I did yeah. see that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry let me tell that. you. Uh, there was a, yeah. I actually, there was a lot of authenticity, weird Go on. Yeah, no, on. I'll, I'll connect you with some fun people in, in, in South Florida. But um, but no, the, the the thing about South Florida, right, is that yeah, it's um, it goes from the coast right inward. Yeah. So if you're on the in where I grew up on the southeast coast, right, uh, you can it's like it tr- rings on a tree, right? Like the thing that is west is newer, right? Mm-hmm. So, and you can just like watch it gotcha. change, right? And so you can actually look like on Google Maps, like watch the, the, the buildings get bigger, like the homes get bigger, mm-hmm. like the, they turn into cul-de-sacs instead of on a street grid and stuff like that. Um, but they were never, but there was never like really any culture there, yeah. right? It's just World War II uh, ranch style houses sure. as far as the arc I can see. And I saw in movies, again, like what you were saying, Brace, right? Like, like 
places that made out of bricks. Yeah, <laughs> you know, same, and, right? And I'm like, holy shit, that looks crazy. I, and, me too, dude. <laughs> we don't have bricks in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that that looks nuts. You build a whole building out of that? That's yeah. crazy, right? And then like, and then when I moved for grad school to upstate New York, I'm like, everything is so fucking old. This is so wild, right? Like stuff still made out of like wrought iron, and like, is this gonna st- like stand? And it, answer was not really, yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. We, we were really close there, right? But um. <laughs> But yeah, it was, just, and, and so it was really funny then to then watch everyone fall in love with all this stuff that I had just seen. And I'm like, wouldn't, wouldn't all you motherfuckers like living here the whole time? They're like, yeah, and it's beautiful. We love it. And I'm like, I thought everyone hated it here, right? Yeah. Like this is, this is like the like blown out industrial cities mm. that all of a sudden just some people really, really like. But then of course there are like other people who, yeah, like uh, that actually have lived there for a long time. Well, you know, like authentic yeah. Troy or or Albany or whatever kind of people, right? Who who still fucking hate it there, which I think is really probably the only authentic experience you can have with a place is hating it. That's right. You have to hate where you live, and I don't think a lot of people really like that. Yeah, <laughs> right. They want to like go to a place that like f- creates that warm fuzzy feeling. But and I, I don't think people want to really think about the fact that maybe like the most authentically of a place you can be is a place that you hate. I keep coming back to that to be honest. Like that's not in the book, but because I don't want to put that down on, on, on you know on paper, I'll, I'll put it in a podcast. But like I, I can't. Uh, I, I that really just seems to be the only people that feel like they are where they should be is someone that's sitting there like my taxes are too high and I fucking hate the teachers at these schools. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Like, yeah. that's, that means you are where you should be. <laughs> like, like. I mean, I think it's something I, I really like kind of come back to with that because like I, I, I would, it's funny cause like everyone I know from the Bay all kind of hated the Bay. Cause like we, we really like are from the, like la, the last gasp of like when you could live there as a normal person. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we witnessed in our lifetimes like you and I, like how that just like changed and ended essentially. Right. In, in large part, obviously there's still lots of normal people that live in the Bay Area, but you know what I mean? Like the, 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 before it became what it is today. And like everyone I know kind of hated it. You know what I mean? Like you hate it, but you also like within that hate was like flashes of like pure, absolute, like unadulterated electrical, like love yeah. for, for the Bay and for, for, for the city for a lot of people. I, I, mean. I can say it. You yeah, can't. Exactly. Right? And yeah, so that's yeah, the whole yeah. thing. It's like people would move to the Bay Area. And I remember me and Max are always talking about this and like bitch about it. We're like, who the fuck gave you, you little cocksucker? You yeah. think you can fucking move here and complain about crackheads? The things I complain about? Yeah. Like, I get to complain about exactly. those things. Like, you those don't. are my friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like that. You don't even know where he pisses, all exactly. right? He doesn't even yeah. piss in that place yeah. most of the time. Exactly. All right. You One time he pisses there this month and you complain about it. And like to me, it's like I, 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 I think so many people, like, especially in this sort of like, the digital age. Like, I think that has really like so, so many social forces, not just fucking the internet, but like so many social forces have really made people like a lot of people. And again, like obviously there's fucking millions, tens of millions of people in America who do not feel this way whatsoever. But for like a, a, like a, a huge urban middle-class cohort, I would say there's this like deep sense of like uprootedness or like no roots at Mm, all. Like not even from where they're from. And like that, I think has like a devastating, like, effect on the psyche of a huge amount of people 
in this urban middle class that like actually in a large part decides on much of what happens in the cult in like the culture writ large, you know what I mean? Like social mores and stuff like that. And so you have all of these like deeply neurotic people sort of running around major cities and just like insane, but also like they're all the journalists and stuff. (laughs) Um, Well, it's interesting too, right? Because all the jobs that this kind of like, you know, if you're thinking about one sort of like, you know, in San Francisco, right? The, the kind of, um, like professional, usually tech, yeah, adjacent worker that kind of came in, and all of the offices and these, you know, all of the development that was built had all of the amenities of like a minor town inside of them. It was yeah. like here's your restaurants, here's your gyms, here's your yoga, here's your Hot yoga, whatever and, and else you could le- need. At Some, least probably five like yogas. three yeah. like yoga. non-denominational churches or something. Yeah, like cold I don't know, yoga. and I think that. That will only, you know, as um, they're trying to, like, kind of figure out how to attract workers, right? Because they're all competing with each other between Apple and Facebook and Twitter and all those guys. Um, And Google, of course. Um, You know, they all had to kind of ramp up what they were able to offer. And so they're in a little arms race. Mm -hmm. And building these kind of campuses and campuses, the problem was is that none of these people want to live actually in Palo Alto. Or not even Palo Alto. I mean, come on. But, like, you know, live... In the suburbs. In the suburbs. They wanted to be in the city. Now, of course, dilute, 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 COVID happens. Yada, yada, yada. I loved it. And now everyone's like, oh, no, we can't live in the city because it's all criminals. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Now I want to be in the suburbs. Now you're trapped in here with me. Yeah. Yeah, Right, yeah. You know, and there's this entire, like, cultural shift. Yeah, and this happened. This isn't the first time it's happened. Yeah, a shift in taste. The yuppies did this too, though. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, They they fucked off to, like, Vermont for a while. Uh Also, like, this happened. And then there's also this um, figure in 80s movies that, uh, like, it's in uh, Christmas Vacation, and uh, but also most obviously Beetlejuice. Uh-huh. Which like, figure? The figure uh, of Beetlejuice? Yeah, no, <laughs> no, the, 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 um, the Dietzes, right? The, this, this yuppie family. Yeah. That, oh, yeah, that, of course. That moves. Why, because he gets his pool in Christmas Vacation. That's right, why yeah. he gets his pool. Yeah, well, well, no, well, no, it, well, well in Christmas <laughs> Vacation, I'm thinking of the neighbors. Like, uh, like, yeah, play no, because like, this whole thing, yeah. Julia Louis-Dreyfus, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Where they, they're just like, they're, they're uh, hi, too hip, they have terrible taste, or at least taste that like normal people hate, right? Yeah, and it's this this figure. I don't know, Margot. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, and it's just like this this like gross person that wants to. Well, in the case of Beetlejuice, right? They actually did want to turn this small town yeah. into a like a theme park, right? And it's this will to take the place that you're just a normal p- person in. And like have this person show up and be like, "Oh, you're this is so adorable. Let me put a glass jar over it and, yes. se- and, and sell yeah. you to people, right? Like that that feeling um, happens over and over. Like that move happened several times sure. in America. It happened in the in about the eighties. It's happening again now. It yeah. happened, uh, you know, what, what we call actually that right excerpts, after right, right after, after even suburbs it's excerpts. Yeah, yeah, and it actually kind of happened after the 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 last big um, pandemic, the 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 the, the, the flu, the nineteen eighteen mm. flu. Like that people thing? people yeah people like left New York City. And uh, and went and lived in all the places that they're now trying to resettle again. That's why there's all these cute little uh, Victorian farmhouses, is sure. because we they built them from the with built-in the, the last time painting couches. Yeah, well, yeah. Damn. Dude, so, th- so in some ways, fucking crazy. Though. <laughs> yeah, so really, it does kind of feel like like 
like the the culture trying to digest yeah. all all this shit that it made and uh, yeah it's digesting shit well, let's it, let's it, keep going with that I, and I would <laughs> say it's like actually kind of like happening pri- it's probably like happening without even realizing it and and mimicking a lot of cycles of capital that's moving yeah. around right? right right because because you have to sink it you have to put it into it something to because it's frothy Ru- and it's going Ru-pa. it's moving around too much yeah you're right, right. Yeah, and yeah. so right when there's there's nowhere else to develop and there's no money to actually put into cities anymore, it has to go somewhere else, right? Mm-hmm. And they start developing. New developments happen. New places emerge. Yeah, and people go and find them. Yeah, or or you you uh, bulldoze the mall that you built in the seventies yeah. in the middle of the city, and then put and up you put, the food put hall. A, yeah, yeah, you put up something that's Dude, called like live work environment the, or something I, creepy the, like that. I yeah, will yeah, yeah. say this though: the fucking food hall, man. I first found out about these little mm-hmm. fucking cocksucking inventions, like fucking. I don't know, four or five years ago, I went to some town and it was just like all of their food was in a hall. <laughs> and I was like, what What on earth are you thinking here? This is crazy. And it was like you had to walk around and there's just – you, it's a food court. You have to, it's, it's a food it's the, court. It's the mall food and, court. Exactly. Yeah. And like, it's crazy. It's a food court. For and by Bon Appetit. Yes, but yes. like all yeah. these, like all these, like towns now. Every town has an arts district, and what you're really looking at there is a deconstructed mall. Yeah. Right. A deconstructed Absolutely. mall for for somebody who would live in you know in in BKLYN if if their job didn't wasn't out there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it's like you have your like lobster bisque or whatever, lobster ravioli, and all these places. <laughs> And that it's, uh, by the way, you're, you're, you're you. really focused on the lobster. I'm saying, here, the way to eat lobster as a true Epicurean is this. Okay. A bib. A, what's the gravy boat? What's it called? A gravy boat? Uh, That's a bit like a, a gravy boat worth of butter, <laughs> the tiniest fork in human history, and a female with delicate hands. In fact, a spider armed female with delicate hands and six forks to put them right on your tongue. So, but like all these food courts, just like ravioli, and then there's like all, you know, there's, you can buy like arts and crafts. There's tchotchke stores. That's something I noticed that opened up. Like a place that sells like cards, but candles too. And then also like a few books and like just, but it's like nice kind of and like expensive, votive things they sell there. And it's like, I realized like, oh, I'm just looking at an entire neighborhood now that is a mall. And like every, because malls are kind of gauche and like not like artistic and they're not authentic enough. Right. I think people really yeah. were like, this is not authentic. This is too like mass produced. They're all and chain so stores. Now yeah. we sell like shirts that say like, have like a bear holding California and an outline that says Yosemite on it, but it's done cutesy 80s cartoon style. And like that mass produced, like sort of mass uh, I, uh, not mass indie, like we might, it is kind of, it is, but it is kind of mass. Indie. I, I I call it predictably unique. Yes, in the book. Yes, 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 yes. yes. and like and the and the brew pub and the fucking right. crazy ass burger and like, but that is just sucks. Right, and yeah. like yeah, it's, it's like a burger that's like it's got everything. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> we put arugula on it. Has anyone it's ever like, done this before? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, and it's just all, it's, and it just, it just drives me nuts. Yeah. And it's like, it, and it's crazy because all, all these towns in America now just like have the same thing. Just like all cities basically have the same thing. All these like smaller cities and smaller towns now also just literally have the same thing. It's a subway. Okay, everyone still has subway, which is, by the way, the worst fucking food establishment. If someone tells you like Subway, I I immediately take down their information for when the purge happens, you're a fucking, you're my list. 
is thousands long. Disgusting, the stench of it. But like all these small towns just look the same. They have the same fucking thing. All these big cities look the same and they have the same fucking thing and they all sell it the same exact fucking way where if you live here, you will feel authentic, you will feel at home, you will feel like a human being and it's a lie. They, you never do. You never, ever, ever even come close to feeling like a human being. And I think that drives everyone insane. Absolutely. And that's why mass shootings happen. <laughs> I, 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 I want to paint a really disturbing picture for you, right? Uh, that I, oh, I think, I think we'll put all of this together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. So um, there's a building in Troy. It's really big. It's called the Headley Building, which is funny, right? But uh, um, it has painted on the side a mural of, of, air, of arrow shirt collars, right? Because as we talked about earlier, yes. like, yeah. a detachable shirt collar comes from Troy, right? And so, the, and it was manufactured in this building. So they put a, they've made a mural of what used to happen inside the building on the side of the building. Uh, the out, the rest of the outside of the building was like rehabbed in like the nineties yeah. to like remove any yes. trace of like character at all, right? It's just like pure smooth no surfaces. No more gargoyles. Right, exactly. You gotta get rid of those. And then, and then once you go inside, first floor, food hall. Yes. It has a restaurant called Homicidal. Yes. Oh, they all have that. They all have like <laughs> yeah. dick sucking chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Or like yeah. death's door tacos. Yes. Right. It's always yes. like, yeah. it's, li- like, it's the liquid death type of food. Exactly, yeah. yeah. There is a coffee company up there called like, called like um, uh, Death Wish Coffee. Uh-huh. It tastes like shit. It's awful. Yeah. yeah. Um, but okay, but well, then. That's in uh, the name, really. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Jokes, yeah, yeah. It's not really their fault. Take the elevator. Five floors up, you're in City Hall. What? Yeah, fucking City no, Hall. No, they rent. Our <laughs> City Hall rents Your a City floor Hall's above in a this food bu- hall, dude. Yeah, yeah. They don't even, yeah. What, and they rent it. What if it. I'm trying to get married and to a model? In, in, in this, you I go into to, the rental. I have to bring my blushing bride through the food through through lines of corpulent maggots yeah. looking for their lobster fucking ravioli. My thin-legged, beautiful, yeah. gorgeous. Beautiful. But you wife? know what? On the plus side, your little reception afterwards, table for six at homicidal. There you go. Well, David, <laughs> thank I, you so much for joining us. I'm glad I could ruin your day. We yeah. have with us J- J- Jose A. Banks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, You're I gonna would, like the way you what, look. I, oh no, that's yeah. That's wait, where, no, wait, is it warehouse. Joe A. Banks? Joseph. Joseph. Yeah, it's Joseph. Why do I think he it's Joseph? Also, Banks. Young Chomsky corrected me earlier because he said actually it's Joseph A. Bank. It's a, and it's I was the like, singular. This is a that's a Bernstein Bernstein yeah, situation yeah, for me. So yeah, no, this is like uh, I'm you know like Tyra, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Banks. yeah. yeah well, David A. Bank. What's the A stand for? Adam. Oh, that's yeah, that's that, it. That's it. That's David it. That's Adam Banks. Yep, that's all. Shouldn't it be like? As 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 tech, <laughs> sure. Yeah, let's go. With, yeah. So we have with us David Aztec Banks, a professor, not a prof. My bad, brother. The professor of geography and planning at university. Check this fucking shit out. University at Albany. Yeah. Never heard of this in my life. Not of Albany? I was going in for a labor management meeting because I, I, I'm, I'm uh, an officer in the union, and we were, we were going to a labor management meeting, and they, the, the, the administrative office has, like, the names that the university has gone by since, like, 1875 or something, yeah. and they keep ch- fucking changing it. Were there any cool ones? They're looking for the most authentic name Were there any cool ones? The first one was, like, uh, the Albany Normal School. Oh, 
Oh, no. <laughs> You'll never catch me going yeah, there. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well then, well, then it was called like the, the Albany Corked Up School. <laughs> yeah. And, and so on. Albany Funky White Boy Academy. <laughs> That's the thing. I, I want to be, be honest with our listeners for a sec. I've always been authentic. I have been since the day I came out of the womb crawling like a damn soldier in freaking training on my hands and knees mm. like a dog also. Authentically regarded. I've been all, yes. <laughs> So we have with us today Professor David A. Banks, Department of Geography and Planning at University at Albany, with his tome, The City Authentic, How the Attention Economy Builds Urban America, out soon on the traitorous University of California Press. Yeah, that'll be out in uh, probably April. Only available, only, only available at the combination record store, bookstore, and coffee shops near you. Which, by the way, let me get this off my chest real quick. Business owners, small business owners, which do make up our audience, if you are starting a record store and you are combining that with some other type of establishment, I'm thinking particularly of a vintage or coffee store, I will never fucking go in there because I know that your shit sucks. I will never fucking enter your establishment because you are not a real rock and roller. So if you want a business where Brace won't be visiting you, <laughs> make sure to establish a record store slash coffee shop. Yes, don't do that. Matcha. Every time I look at this poster that's on Young Chomsky's wall, I just read it as Boba Fett. <laughs> that is, that is, yeah. <laughs> Which I don't, what is that? It says no, no, what's Boba Fett? Oh, it's Bounty You don't know what Boba Fett, dude. <laughs> I women, here's my thing. I, dude, how on earth could you hate women? You are fucking psycho. Who else is gonna be like, what's Boba? They are so beautiful. And um, incredible, Jesus Christ! Boba Fett is a bounty hunter from Which Mandalorian. One? No, he is oh. Mandalorian. He's from Mandalorian. He's from Mandalorian. Wait, Mandalorian? That's the cartoon. No, one? the Mandalorian is a Disney Plus television show that came out later. Boba Fett. Oh wait, I'm thinking of the Clones, Attack of the Clones. That also wasn't a cartoon. I think that was a a movie. But it was on the, the, internet, the Clone right? Wars. Clone You're thinking? Wars. I never saw it, but Me that was neither. A, Cartoons are... You just kind of absorb these things. Yeah. Wait, so Boba Fett's not in the real Star Wars? No, Boba Fett is in the real Star Wars. He still stands behind... uh, Young Chopsy is gripping his knees right now while I'm answering. (laughs) I'm going to turn... You got to yell this so you can get in the mic. What is it? He was in Empire Strikes Back in the lineup on the Star Destroyer of all the bounty hunters, and he looked so cool. And people were like, oh, Boba Fett, and they brought him back in Return of the Jedi. But then he was kind of like a fucking loser in Return of the Jedi. Wait, but who was he in Return of the Jedi? Han Solo is blind, and they're like, Boba Fett. And he said, Boba Fett, where? And he turns around and hits his jetpack. He has a jetpack, famously. Yeah. And he flies and falls into the Sarlacc, which is like a vagina Worm. dentata. He does fall into a big pussy. And that's the end. Then there's I don't really books. remember this. He escapes from Sarlacc. Those are no longer canon? Yeah. But in the television show that they did make, <laughs> The Mandalorian, he does emerge from the 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 pussy. He does he he, which I've never done. So basically, he was just like someone that 
they were like, oh, all the fans People love, love him. him. So he now si- we're going to make him a yeah. thing. Yeah. Background character, but his, his armor is super cool. Like, you know how we have guests on sometimes and then we have him on again? Yeah. It's like that. People are like, that guy was good. Have him on again. We should have David on again. Which da- We've had 50 Davids on. The, one we the guy we just had on? Yeah. I would do that. Only if we talk about Austin. Boston, Austin, what's the difference? I think there's a big difference. I, you know what? I don't. Where's the place you want to go? Me? I will, <laughs> all right, I'll tell you completely honestly. I would like to go, I'd like to go to Italy at some point in my life. Where in Italy? I don't, I haven't really thought that far ahead. Okay. I don't really, I've been on one like adult vacation in my life. Yeah. And it was to Syria. That doesn't, that's no, not. No, I went to Greece and Ukraine. Yeah. And and- but, uh. I guess I'd probably go to Italy and figure out what's going on there. Sure. Um, There's a lot going on there. The problem is I always go on, whenever I go on vacation, I always go somewhere fucked up and miserable. Sure. I need to go somewhere normal. Hmm. Where would you go? You know, recently I, uh, I really want to go to Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been having like a, I don't know, a fever dream about it. But also weirdly, India. Huh. Liz... Like a fever dreaming, like you're having like flashbacks? <laughs> no, I don't know what, what, something's pulling me to does, Vietnam. Does the sound of like, no. Bringing back? No. Liz was medevaced from Vietnam. Liz was the only white, white, white baby to escape during Operation Baby Lift. <laughs> <laughs> baby Lift. Yeah. Oh. That thing was, we should do an episode about that. Yeah. Ben Chomsky, where would you go? Uh, well, just Portugal was, was very nice. Liz I'd like to go to the Amalfi Coast in Italy. Mm. Uh-huh. I have some things that I would like to do there. Pause. Do you have some people that you need to, do you have some business to take care of? Some fits that I would like to wear. Oh, okay. Okay, pause. (laughs) Where else? Uh, Israel again. (laughs) Okay, yeah, that, you know what? That's true. Guys. What? We honestly, well, you know, we went there last year and did those secret shows. Sure. We should do that again. Because mm. last time it was like kind of like we were responsible by the government. So it was like kinda like we couldn't yeah, really yeah, have yeah. like the full experience. I think in order to make it cool, this is what bands always do. They're like, we're going to play the Israel show because we want to like, we want Israelis and Palestinians to come together. And then we're going to play a show in Palestine or whatever. Like bands always do that. Uh, here's the thing. We're just doing Israel, Palestinians only. Here's my thing. I don't want to do either of those, but I do want to do Riyadh. Riyadh, yeah, we should. We should. You know what I've always wanted to do? Mm. You know dog sleds? I want one of those with people. And I feel like Riyadh is where I could do that. <laughs> yeah, or Qatar. Or Qatar. World yeah. Cup, baby, November, let's go. Yeah, I do love football. I love a, I love a, a football. I feel bitch. like you first paused there for a second because you weren't sure which sport the World Cup this was going to be. my problem, really, what they're doing over there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, all right, yeah, we should go back. All right. You know what? True and on packed. Next year, we're going back to Israel. We're going back to Riyadh. We're going back to Qatar. We're going back to where all the places people don't like. We're going back to Kiev. We're doing that one. But this time, we're going armed. Uh, we're going back to, you know what? We'll leave it out. We're going to Moscow. We're going to go to Washington, D.C. as well. Washington, D.C.? Mm-hmm. With that being said, I love you. I'm Liz. I'm Bryce. We're joined by producer. And this podcast, which was 95 minutes of us talking about whatever we'd like, is now over. And it's called True Anon. Oh, wait. We did that weird. We did that weird. Wait.
No, I'm going to save it because I'm going to say it doesn't matter. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey